What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 320. For the week of December 31st, 2023, the title of this week's episode is A Look Back at the Greatest Year of Competitive Halo. Um, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week I'm joined by the man in... I, 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 every single time I see you in the fucking sweatshirt, I'm a, I feel like I want to say the same goddamn thing. But uh, no, instead I'm going to say the guy I'm joined by this week, the man with the speaker tag list. Astros will AKA I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this? Yes. It matter of fact, Monday evening. I'm doing all right, man. Uh, little, the day's just off for me. Oh dude. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. But we're here. We are here. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. The show doesn't sleep for anybody and neither do we apparently. (laughs) So fuck. Uh, Yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well as well. Just to give everybody a heads up here before before we get into the actual show. Here's how here is how today here's how today started. Right? Will and I both barely got any sleep last night. Uh Will, I'm going to assume that yours was by choice. Uh am I right on that front? A little bit. Okay. Mine was because my kid kept having fucking nightmares in the middle of the night and she kept us up all night. So it was just it was fucking terrible. So today starts and doing the show notes and everything. And I realized there's no news because everyone's on vacation yeah. and I messaged Will and I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> and, and here we go. This is how we got to this topic of uh, reminiscing about our favorite moments from the year. Yeah. So last night for me, I, I'm rewatching Lord of the Rings because mm. I've never watched the extended versions. So hold on. I've watched the extended versions before you have. Yeah, I guess so. That's genuinely insane. So, uh, I was on two towers last night. Okay. Watch that. That ended around one thirty AM ish. And then, um, I was like, all right, go to bed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Went back, watched some YouTube videos, hung out. Like, oh, I might as well play some Madden since I can't sleep. Next thing I know, it's like 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, shit. Time to try to to go to bed. (laughs) And yeah, then I slept forever. And yeah, now now my schedule is probably going to be really fucked up for a really long time. So here we are. As it's been fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Now I mess it up even more. There you go. If anything, this just makes it go back to like equilibrium or some shit. Well, yeah, Uh, maybe. Well, I got a question to ask you. Yeah. Are you as bricked up right now as chat is apparently bricked up right now? I I guess so. Every other fucking statement I'm seeing bricked up, so bricked up. We bricked up. Riz says bricked up, baby. Petey, we all getting bricked up together. Oh, my God. (laughs) Firm. Laughing, saying brick by brick, brick by bricked up. Here we are. We're in there, baby. Holy shit. Um, before we get started with the actual show, I want to give a shout out to those who are tuning in live. We got Halt, Riz, John, Laughing Sam, Danny Phantom, Petey. Welcome back. Good to see you. Blackout, Godzilla. Oh my God. And I'm caught up. Sweet. Fuck yeah. 
I wouldn't want to get bricked up with any other community. Good. Agreed, John. Good. What's up, CG? Welcome back. Good to see you. Will, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? Yeah, what what do we have? Well, actually, I should say, the, the reason why went on that diatribe about like how today went there. If we seem tired or if we're acting tired on the show, it's because we are. Hey, so fuck you too. All right. On this week's <laughs> episode of the show, we have holiday tournament results, including none other than PD's tournament that's in there. Excuse me. And we have our topic of our favorite moments from 2023. Hammer Poopin says, I'm here too. Well, congratulations. So am I. Don't you hate like you are tired and you're like, you're out somewhere and you're like, you're doing what you can. And someone goes, are you all right? Like, man, you look fucking tired. And you're like, thanks. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell sure. yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm just getting hammer pooping. Welcome back. <laughs> Battleship more like battle shit. All right, moving on. This is where we would have competitive news, but we don't. What do we got next? Roster. Media. Yeah, right into roster mania. I almost did the thing where I hit the intro button again, so that would have been fun. But uh, a little bit of roster mania news actually coming out of this week, and it's tapping buttons. He's looking to continue competing in North America, and of course, this is by tapping buttons himself. He said, <laughs> "Would like to be in the NA circuit again, so free agent for NA for next season." So hey, hey, there you go. If you want to pick him up, go pick him up. He's yep. pretty fucking good. So, I'd say so. That's it. That's it, Vart. Roster <laughs> Media. <laughs> Yo, it's tapping buttons. I figured I should tap some buttons. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. R- R- roster. <laughs> Godzilla says, where did he say that? What do you mean? It was on Twitter, right? Yeah. The link is in the show notes of the show. If you type an exclamation point show notes in the chat, um, the link's included. He literally posted on Twitter. If that, if that's what you're talking about, or if you, if that's not what you're talking about, and I'm just being a fucking idiot, then please let me know. Because I also understand that I can be one of those pretty often as well. There's the direct link if you're looking for it. Oh, my God. Will, just, Will bypassing the command. <laughs> It's like, fuck, I'll do it live. All right. Jesus Christ. Tapping buttons is a small dude should be light. <laughs> Easy to pick up. Love that. You want to hit the intro music so I can just get the fuck out of here? Yeah, let's just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this episode's been great, guys. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. All right. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by, can you get, you know what? Since we're doing buttons, fucking find the Maddie Rums and Noob Combo buttons. Okay, so that's a little too early, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said find the Maddie Rums and Noob Combo find buttons. Find them, not touch them. Okay, hold on. <laughs> it's your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by. Check out for all your Halo esports needs. Fuck you. <laughs> Monday, January 1st. That's today. We have the Halo HQ CHL FFA tournament is taking place. And then on Sunday, January 7th, the HCS offseason 4v4 series 
uh, continues slash concludes. I don't know. I think that's the last one before the season actually starts. I could be wrong, though. But that's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by... Check out for all your Halo Sports needs. Fuck you. Sniper Paul, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Welcome to the shit show is what I really should say. We're having a great time. We're having the best time, dude. Is this HTS Pro Talk or off the rails? <laughs> ah! they, oh, they can't hear it on stream because button's not pressed. My bad. Wait, you couldn't hear it came through on the recording, but not to the stream. No way. We're doing great, guys. So we just are sitting here. That's all right. It's on the audio. Go listen to the audio nope, recording. Nope. Nope. Are we doing it again? Oh, yeah. Fuck me. It's time for, for the audio listeners. I'm, I'm not even fucking sorry. This is time for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo esports needs and again fuck you Maddie Rums on Monday January 1st that's today is the Halo HQ CHL FFA tournament and on Sunday January 7th at the HCS offseason 4v4 series either it continues or it's the finale I don't fucking know that's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com make sure you check out Noobcombo.com For all your Halo sports needs, fuck you! Maddie Rums. Happy? Scrim Tournament League recaps, Will. Yeah. What do we, uh, what do we got? We got a couple here. Starting off with Halo Lives On. Milk the Hill Tournament results. Fourth place went to <sighs> Scottish Sparta. Third went to... Hang on, I actually got to look at this one. You know what I just thought about? What's that? I know you're going to have a problem with this next name because I also had a problem, and that's why I just fucking copy-pasted it because I fucking I don't even know. Um, but oh. the Scottish Sparta one, I, all, I, all I could think about is, like, the, the guy from 300. This is Sparta! Yeah, but doing it in a Scottish accent. I'm not even going to try I that. I was hoping you were going to try I'm it because not, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> it's literally what I thought of, though. Oh, shit. Let me go with uh, third place was El Psychopatomics. Pentatonics. Got it. Da, right, yep, cool. sir. Second Sweet. went to Legendary C4A, Corey. There and is. first went to Aimsist. But I'm trying to say Aimsist, but it's Aimsist. There you go. Next up. Well, can, hold on. Before oh, we continue, oh, okay. can hold I on. just say how uh, fun and kooky this tournament was? Sure. I didn't. Like, it was, it was a free-for-all so. King of the Hill tournament. And, like, it was just whoever, obviously, whoever milks the hill the longest oh, wins. Yeah. And so it was, just, it was just fucking, like, I throw shade at 343 putting fucking objective modes in FFA because I don't think it belongs at all. But I just thought it was funny that they did a tournament based around it, so... Good shit to Halo Lives On. Good shit to Piffin. You guys are fucking awesome. All right, next one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Pure Delights Holiday Doubles Tournament. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Surprised we don't have that button out of all the buttons to have. We have a drum roll. <laughs> okay. Roster! 
trash hitting buttons now. We enough. Unishek. Thanks. You're welcome. Pure Delights Holiday Devils Tournament results. Third place went to uh, Avacy and Siren. Second went to Gold Star BR and Outvade. And taking home first place, it's the last shot and cherished. Fuck yeah. Also, uh, for those who for those who want to watch these, all the VODs for the tournaments that Will is going through are included in the Google Doc, the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in chat. Or check out the show notes in the link in well, the show notes link in the description of either the audio version of the show or the YouTube VOD. Gotta give a shout out to PD as well for um what they're doing with these tournaments is part of the like entry fees and whatnot is yeah. going to fund a twenty-four HCS land team. So, Which is pretty fucking rad. Yeah. So if you're interested in helping out in that, go to Pure Delight underscore TV, I believe. Or just Pure Delight TV, no underscore there. Pure Delight TV. It's right there on the thing. Announcement on the team is coming soon, says Ooh. PD. So be on the lookout for that. And you can Fuck donate yeah. right on his channel if you want to help out that 2024 HCS land team. Which you should absolutely do. Um, also, before you say the the results of the last one here, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Mr. Fulcrum in the mo fucking chat with the six month resub. You get a woo! Josh enjoying the buttons today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling this. All right, ready for the next one? Or do you want me to continue the song? I was hoping, you know, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> you can do the next one. I'm scared of shit. HCS FFA. It's the off-season series. Uh, fourth place went to JK7. Third went to, I never I never remember if it's Hativ or Hative. Second went to Soul Snipe and first went to Super CC. Congratulations. Again, VOD included. Go check it out. Over on LVT. Hey, baby. Let's go. That's it for the tournament and league recaps. Very nice. Thank you, Will. Uh, CG says, PD, what better place to announce it than on the HCS Pro Talk channel? And then PD says, hey, that's an unreal idea, CG. PD, it's a real idea. He said it. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself the fuck out. I'll just, I'll just leave I think fight. we both just need to go. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Fulcrum <laughs> says, happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm sorry I didn't even say it at the beginning of the show. Yes, this is January 1st. Happy fucking New Year, everybody. Um, hopefully 2024 is the the best thing since fucking sliced bread because sliced bread is pretty fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's pretty good. I thought about that. Like, I, I thought <laughs> that whole fucking meme about how, how, how often have you thought about the Roman Empire? I honestly think I've thought more about the phrase like... Um, Better than sliced bread more often than I've ever thought about the Roman Empire. So I don't know why I just made that comparison, but I did. So sliced bread's pretty fucking dope, you know? <laughs> oh, sure. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jack of hearts. People aren't excited about the new year like normal because we just moved from one shit show to the next. Hey, it's like kind of feels like every year, man. But no, seriously, like. Besides all the um, 
besides all the layoffs and everything that have happened, which are which have been fucking devastating throughout the industry, and not only just the gaming industry, but just you know industries as a whole. I do truly believe that this was, if not the best year of video games in my lifetime. Like, and it sucks because it's mired in so much other shit Mm. that has happened that it just sucks that if I, I want to celebrate the games more, like I want to celebrate the games that released this year, even more so, um, it just really sucks that with the amount of layoffs and everything that's happened, it's a lot of the people that worked on those incredible experiences are no longer with those companies. It's just, it sucks, man. It sucks. But I, I, I saw people talking about it and it's in hopefully it, it's going to sound so bad, but hopefully 2024 is like that maybe like an equalizing year of like, okay, now things can calm down again and we can get back on the right foot. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I just, obviously I wish everybody that had jobs previously still had them. What I will say is I hope this means they're on to bigger and better things. Those that were laid off, I hope they're able to find someplace even better, someplace that respects them even more respects their time, respects their effort and give them a place that they truly enjoy coming back to every day. So that's what I hope for. I just hope 2024 is a good year. We'll have to wait and see. Will topic of the show. Yeah. Our favorite moments from 2023. You said you wanted to kick this off. I got a little kind of like recap. We can also just interject and talk about those subjects as we go here. Sounds good. Kind of free form reminiscing about 2023. And before you even start, I, I want to go on record as I have previously and say right here, right now, right here, right now is that just like I thought that 2023 was the, in my opinion, the best year of video games in my lifetime. I think 2023 was the best year in competitive halo in my lifetime. Yeah. I, I just want to open with that. So go ahead, Will. Right. What do you got? Let's start. Before the season even started, we had the shakeups. Oh, yeah. Renegade to phase was the one that came to mind for me. Yep. That everyone was like, holy shit. Like, lethal was, lethal's gone. That crew had stuck together for so long. was dominant for so long. Here we go. Renegade moves on to phase. Lethal out. And that was, you know, the biggest off-season move, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that was the quintessential one, right? Yeah. It was the one that Optic was on top at the time, before the season started, right? They had won back-to-back lands. Um, They had won Orlando. They had won Worlds. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they had no signs of stopping, as we will find out in the first major. Um, Yeah, this was the move. This was the one that set the competitive Halo world ablaze. Um, no pun intended. This was the move that you look back at it and like, you look at that moment. You're like, if there was ever a move to make that you, like, you know, teams are trying to beat optic. Like that was the whole plan. The, the plan was to beat optic. The plan was to win worlds, win events. That was the move Yeah, that you're like, well, we know what the fuck your idea is. It's just whether or not it'll come to fruition. Yep. 
Go ahead. So yeah, moving on to the Charlotte Major. Optic won win their third land in a row, mm-hmm. which everyone was it's kind of expected almost with the way they were playing. But yep. the question was, was FaZe going to contest them? And it did not happen at this tournament. And then they start to question if the Renegade move was right. For a lot of us, we just knew it was too early. The move was recent. They needed some more time. Yes. But the, that question did get floated out there. Of course. Um, because it's it's competitive. It's it's the competitive nature of the scene, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like sports. You you. you we, <sighs> We talked to Mick one last week about not relating the HCS to sports, like a traditional sports, but I think that's more in the business design. In a yes. competitive sense, you can still relate it to like a new player gets traded to a team and they don't do well right away. But sometimes it takes time to gel, find their role, find their place, right? Absolutely. Omnipotent, welcome to the show. No, you're you're spot on. That's I think that I hope people understand that too, is that when we make references to traditional sports, Sometimes it is in the business sense of like what not to do. Like when we talked with Mickwin last week, right? Yeah. But the majority of the time it is from the competitive, the competitiveness of it all. Yeah. So no, I think you're spot on there. Um, I mean, we also get the flip side of that. If someone pops off for one event or one tournament, one player, it's like, Oh my God, he's a God. Maybe they just had one good tournament. Yep. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Another football reference. (laughs) (laughs) All right. From Charlotte, we move on to the Arlington Major. Yes. Now, let's let's lead into this, right? Yeah. So, Optic coming off back-to-back-to-back land wins. They, th- that was when the question was floating around. You remember the question, Will? Are they a dynasty? Yes. And I sat here, and I, st- and I stand by what I said. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, if we go back in time, we watch that. I believe my response was, they need to win Worlds again, and then they'll be a dynasty in my eyes. I do not consider them a dynasty until they win two World Championships. Um, so we'll see what happens when we get later on throughout the year, but coming off back to back to back land wins, being at the fucking peak of their power, right? Going into their home event. Yeah. I was like, oh man. (laughs) Riz Uh, says the big thing for me from Charlotte was the native white open bracket run. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was also huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do do we want to talk about if we want to talk about the negatives in a sense as well? I know we're talking about our favorite moments, but just to do talk about something that was negative in a way was the um the final open bracket matches not being on stream. Was that Arlington? That or, no, or that, that was at that was at Charlotte, if I'm right. not mistaken. But it was just it was yeah. one of those things where man, I really thought we learned from the last from the year previous. And if we're trying to make things bigger and better than shining a light on those players that had made that massive run through open to make it into the final stages to get into pools, that to me was important. And then the fact that that Saturday or whatever it was, they didn't even show pool play matches too. And it's like, um, or maybe, maybe it was like, I could be mistaken, but I know that like the final open bracket matches were not streamed. And that was just a truly fucking kind of a travesty in a sense. Maybe that's kind of overloaded statement there. Maybe that's an overloaded word, a travesty, but it, it just really, it didn't sit well at all. Sure. It, especially when we're kicking off the year, you know, and Riz even says that was at both events. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So I says his greatest year of competitive halo with one of the worst hosted events in halo and one of the best. And yes, I I think we're about to talk about, in my opinion, that worst one. Yeah. Arlington major. Yes. So storyline out of here, 
um, optic falling to top six. Not expected. Oh boy, I I didn't see this one coming at all. I didn't see this placing coming at all, especially at your home event. Didn't see that happening. It was um, surprising to most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we later learned in a optic video, I believe it was a process video, that Formal himself stated that he kind of went into coast mode after winning three events. Yep. And hated that. Yes. And he put a lot of, I have to commend him for taking that, like one, being truthful about it. Yeah. And two, for taking it and being like, yeah, I, I did this, you know? Absolutely. Yep. So in the Halo esports realm, you got to stay on top of your game constantly. That's what we've learned. Um, other storyline, Quadrant getting top three at the Arlington Major. Again, showing EU can be a force in this scene. Yeah, so just to, to back it up even further, so just looking at the bracket, right? Yeah. Um, Optic beat Native Gaming Red. Well, so they go they go 3-0 in pools. They went 9-1 in map count. Okay, so clearly they seemed that they were fine. But they always do well in pools yes. for the most part. Um, they kick off open bra- they kick off championship bracket 3-0 against Native Red. Good for them. It's typically always what happens as we look at data from previous. Um, they lose 3-0 to Space Station. Okay. They then get dropped down to losers, and they lost. This is where like the crowd went fucking crazy because at Optics home event, Quadrant beat them 3-2. Yep. So it went to a game five nail biter. I think we broke it down on our Arlington post show. And like there were times in that was a game five slayer on streets. Is that what it was? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. And I was losing my mind after over some of the unbelievably bonkers plays I was watching and not from a good way, like not yeah. from a good standpoint. There were, there were plays that I saw teams making that like I from the outside looking in, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But either way, quadrant closed out that series then they go up against Sentinels, who were looking red hot as well. Although they, the only okay, this is going to sound really mean, but the really only formidable team that they played in in bracket play leading up to that point was Space Station, and that was winners round one, and they lost three zero. But they were making a losers bracket run. They were three zeroing everybody in losers bracket, including Native White, Native Red, and Cloud Nine. Um, Cloud Nine having a crazy tournament as well. Yeah. Um, but they lose three, one to quadrant. So like you said, quadrant taking third place is huge for that event. And then phase bringing in renegade pays off. I believe it was phase SSG in the finals here. If I remember correctly, correct a And, uh, well, obviously you just said they lost to SSG and the, that makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, phase looks strong. They, they take out SSG and, Win Arlington. So FaZe beat SSG in the winner's final three to two. Mm-hmm. So it was a close series there. They sweep them yeah, for in the grand final. No need for a bracket reset there. And we've seen our fair share of bracket resets in the grand finals, ladies and gentlemen. But that was a sweep. It was a 4-0. Which brings us to not a major, but the SSG Global Invitational. I just, Did we? We skipped Dallas. That was DreamHack Dallas. Yeah, I did. It's okay. That uh, phase won that one as well. Yeah. So phase wins DreamHack Dallas. Phase wins Arlington. Because Dallas, I believe, was between Charlotte and Arlington. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. I didn't. For me, there was nothing like spectacular about Dallas to me. I I think it was mainly the 
just the thought of the phase gears starting to turn correctly, like everything, oh, sure. everything working out the way that that roster change was meant to be for them. Yeah. Um, if I quickly, just real quick, um, HCS DreamHack Dallas. 2023. Give me one second here, folks. Um, that was another close face space station dealio where, because I mean, fucking space station makes it to every single grand final. It appears, it appears as we've talked about previously, but, um, that was phase beating space station and winners final three to two. And then phase beating space station. That was a game seven. That was four to three going to phase at DreamHack Dallas. So very close series there. Go ahead. That's true. Which makes the Arlington major sting a little bit more for SSG fans getting swept because they were so close with phase before. And even in the finals, the winner's finals, right? You said it was a 4-3? Yeah, that or, was at Dallas though. But if we look Dallas. at if we look at the SSG Global Invitational. Yeah. I didn't talk much about the placings and whatnot here. I just had a note. It was considered to be one of the best LAN events with a focus around Halo mm-hmm. and the community with the tournament happening. You know what I mean? Like the 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 amount of care and time that was put in. You know, they had the Halo history wall, which we we saw. They had like the arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, it really felt like an event for the people that were there. I don't. I guess I don't know how to put it into the right words here, but it just felt like the SSG event was what an event should be. Agreed. It was remarkable from start to finish, and the way. So Space Station won that event. Like that yes. was that was the big thing for them is that they win their quote unquote home event. With, um, uh, Sentinels taking second, believe so. Yeah. So it's just a, a phenomenal event from from start to finish. But the thing that I personally enjoyed from a spectator standpoint at home is that we talk about it all the time, right? Will is that a lot of these events just have break screens to have break screens. They're not like, there's nothing entertaining for the folks that are taking the time to watch at home where the SSG event truly felt like they cared about everybody and not just those that were in attendance in person. And that, that honestly meant more to me than a lot of things is that they truly they didn't just make it an amazing event, which it was an amazing event for those attending in person, but they made it an amazing event for those taking time out of their uh, busy schedules to watch at home. And that I couldn't have asked for anything more. I couldn't have asked for anything better. So, and the fact that SSG won, I mean, the, it's like kind of fucking Cinderella story, you know, yeah. they finally, they finally got over that grand finals hump that they've been trying to get over for quite some time. Um, I mean, shit, since Raleigh of last two years ago now. So good on them. It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Best, best event of the year by far. And like, I'm, I'm including worlds into that, right? Is just from a pure love and appreciation and respect standpoint. I think SLC was the best event we had all year. Yeah, I can agree. 
Yeah. And we weren't even there. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that just goes to show you. It's like, and I, I want to make sure people understand. It's like, oh, oh, you guys are dick riding SSG. Like, no, that's never the intent, right? Is my intent is to be completely real with you all. And that Arlington event, that, that optic major, that Arlington event was the worst event I've ever been to. And I was there. That was hands down the worst event I've ever been to. The gameplay was phenomenal. Go back and listen to that post show. The gameplay was phenomenal. Every single event got better. And that's crazy to think about, but every single event this year just got better from the last one. But that Arlington event from a pure spectator standpoint was atrocious. And to have, and to have fucking SSG come out of what feels like nowhere. It'd be like, we'll fucking, we'll do an event, but we're going to do it our way and make it feel truly like homegrown by and for the community that represents them. And to see the amount of love and passion and dedication that was poured into that event, watching those behind the scenes videos on how they, on how they fucking worked crazy hours to try to get everything as good as they possibly could. They deserve all the praise in the fucking world. The fact that they were able to get that unbelievably bad taste of Arlington out of my mouth. And I wasn't even there. I wasn't even at SLC, but the fact that they were able to do that, that's, oh my God, they, give them another one, ladies and gentlemen, give them another one. Sorry, Will. All good. Um, On to Fort Worth. On to Fort Worth. So, Optic bounce back and show what they've been capable of all year. And right before Worlds. The one time I don't put them in the fucking yeah. top three. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, they win the whole fucking they thing. won the thing. SSG takes second after winning the SSG Global Invitational here. So yep. they're still showing they can be at the top. And I thought, in, in my if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, in my preseason predictions, I thought that SSG were going to ride that momentum from winning their home event and they were going to win Fort Worth. Didn't happen. Whatever. But um, Phase fall to fourth, but note... Faced, faced Optic instantly in the upper bracket round one and then ran into SSG and loser semis. Yep. Um, in hindsight, you know, it, you, you, you got to play who you got to play. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, but at the same time, it's, you, you, I mean, there comes a point in time where you got to beat those teams. Especially, like those were phase Optic, SSG, whatever, com, whatever grouping you want to put them in you know, whatever order you want to put them in, they were the top three teams of the year. Yeah. And, um, you got to face them at some point during the tournament. Yep. And you got to beat them at that point. Like that's in, that's why with worlds, which we'll get to obviously with worlds, I was so like, I was so hyper-focused on trying to have my predictions be as correct as they could be because that that's the intention, right? I'm never oh, yeah. going into this as like, Oh, fucking who cares? I want, I want them to be correct. And so going into it, and then like seeing what had happened leading up to that point, but then it all coming together in the end, it was like, like I said, you got to beat those teams when you have that chance or else, you, you know, we've never seen a team not to spoil anything. Oh my God. But like, we've never seen a, a team come from losers bracket and win the whole thing. That's why it's, it's pivotal to win those matches in like, whether it be winners round one 
winner's final, whatever. That's that's your opportunity. You got to come out swinging. You got to knock that team down because the chances of that team coming back, slim to none. But hey, I gotta I gotta give big ups optic there because the one time I don't like the one time I don't have faith in if faith in them anymore, they're like, guys, relax. We can fucking win shit. Okay, calm down. And the, remember the statement after Fort Worth is, we remember what happened when Optic won the last major before Worlds. Yep. Yeah. At this point in the season, there was a lot of question marks around Optic, right? Oh yeah. People were questioning if they could get it done, if they needed to make a change, if yep, um, they had just lost a step with the with the meta change because we're not talking full on. You know, this was still the BR. Yeah, yeah. But during the season, they had changed the... This was when Red Racking Red came, came yep. in, and then the ammo reduction came in of the sandbox. And the Threat Seeker? Yeah. That came in as well? Even though that's not necessarily a meta change, but it is an equipment change. Yeah, well, the Thrust was removed, right, from back... Or no, that was Drop Wall. Drop Wall yeah, was, was drop removed. Wall, yep. From back A. From back A. But We're they, talking about streets right now, guys. Yep, streets. <laughs> yeah. But they also put Shroud on B instead of Thrust on driveway. They they also put Shroud on live fire in dummies. Yep. Yep. That was also, they used to also be a drop wall, if I'm not mistaken. So where Optics excelled at the, the movement side of the game, or I should say Lucid. Lucid excelled <laughs> at the equipment usage in the fucking game. They kind of changed his, you could say they kind of nerfed Lucid a little bit. I mean, you put a repulsor in his hands. I don't think he's nerfed oh, at yeah. all. <laughs> That's true. No, I think you're right, though. I think the three biggest questions going into the top three teams, right, were could Space Station get over their Grand Finals hump? Because they they had made Grand Finals so many times over the course of not only, like, the first year, but the second year as well. Can they win of, win events? Um, especially now that Renegade's out and bounds in. Um, for FaZe, is the roster change going to work out in their favor? Can they take down Optic? That was their question going into it. And then Optic, you're right. Can they be consistent? Do they need to make a change? Can they win again? Are they a real dynasty? So, in the fact that we had, I mean, obviously, I think we got all those questions answered over the course of the year, but, like, it was it was so cool. I sound so dumb saying cool right now, but, like, it was so, I'll say it again, it was so fucking cool how close these teams were throughout the year. Because you you look back at it and you hear people talking about it online and whatnot, and it's, when was the last time we had something like this? Where competition was so close? Yes, whether it be in those top three, whether it be in the, in the four through six, well, gotta, whatever it is, they were so fucking close. We've never had an EU team do this well before. Yeah, I mean, my mind goes back to Halo 5 with the um, talks splice back and forth. But realistically, it's just two teams. It's just two teams. Mm-hmm. Here we had Optic, Phase, SSG all at the top. We had Sentinels vying for that top three position and then also Quadrant. Yep. Or whether it be like the CLG Optic talks and then like uh, Envy, right? Yeah. But again, those were only two teams. So it was like, it was those two fighting against each other for the longest time. Then it was like talk splice for a little while, but it was really just two teams fighting back and forth. Now we have, like we say, any given Sunday, any given tournament, right? Any given series, one of those teams in that 
six, five, four spot could maybe knock down one of those top three teams based on how they play. It's just, it's so, so fucking cool. What happened this year? Yeah. So cool. And all of it brings us to worlds. Hot damn. My first note here, everyone came to play and it showed the competition was fierce and the best we'd seen all year. Yep. Um, yes, it only got better, which is insane to think about. So after eliminating Sentinels and FaZe and SSG from the winner's bracket, Optic make their way to the grand finals. Yes, they do. And this, so here's my, here's my first worry because in our bracket predictions, mm-hmm. if you look back over the years, stats would show you, and I know stats aren't everything, but I, like if I'm going off of historical series information, Right. If I'm going off of uh, historical series win loss records, Optic traditionally beat phase. Sure. So, in my bracket prediction, that was where my heart was coming into it, being like, what we talked about earlier, Will. You need to beat the team when you play them. Like that is your opportunity. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I know phase and Optic are going to play each other right then and there. Yeah. Like it. Everything just seemed to point that way. Yeah. It's what happened, and I'm like, this is where my heart's going to come into play, and I'm going to say that FaZe finally flipped that switch and knock Optic down, and it didn't happen. And I was like, well, history shows that the team that goes through losers is not going to win. So I was was nearly at that point of like, well, fuck. Kind of all hope is lost. Sure. I say nearly... Not just because of what obviously happened in the end, but when I talked to, like, Royal 2, it told his ass he better win. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Um, so, FaZe. Mm-hmm. So, after they were sent to the loser's bracket in round two of winners, mm-hmm. they storm the field and take out Native Red, then Sentinels, then SSG to claim their spot in the grand finals. Yes, they did. So the two titans of the of the year are there, Optic and FaZe. And I would say I would say FaZe actually went through a like a more difficult gauntlet this time around because they're facing clearly defined top six, fourth, third place teams here, right? Well I, I you could say the same for Optic because they Sentinels, Phase, SSG. No, absolutely, right? absolutely. I'm and just saying from the phase, loser's bracket side. Phase went through Native Red, yep. Sentinels, SSG. It's literally the same all, all the same teams except Phase had to play Native Red. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying from the loser's bracket side, because if you lose, you go home. Right. Like I, I feel like they had the most difficult loser's bracket, right? And not only did they get through those teams to make it to the grand final, but Will, they swept all three of them. Yeah. Like they, they three owed red, they three owed Sentinels, and they three owed Space Station to go to the grand final. So here we go. After going up 2 0, Optics seemed to have momentum in the grand finals, but FaZe turned they, the series on its head. They looked like Optic really did just look really good going into that grand final. To start things off, like you said, 2-0. They yeah. looked really good. They looked like they were back in championship form again. And that's not to say that they didn't already because, they, like like you said, they beat Sentinels in winners. They beat FaZe in winners 3-2. to two, They beat Space Station 3-2. to two. So clearly they had been through that ringer. 
and, and you know, yeah. honestly, sometimes I favor the teams that went to game five versus the teams at three zero because sure. they faced more opposition. Sure, and they I can see that had that like we got a clutch up moment, or they had to you know they had to have the ice. But, sure. Um, like I said, Phase turned this series on its head. They win four games in a row to reset the bracket. Was it CTF Aquarius was the game that turned the tide? Game three. Yeah, CTF. Well. Was it CTF Aquarius? No, because uh, I'm trying to think if that was the first or second series. Nope, CTF Aquarius was game C- three. C- C- yep. The second series game two, I believe, was Aquarius Slayer. Slayer. Aquarius Slayer. At 50-49. Yep. So, yeah. Bracket gets reset. Mm-hmm. And another four straight for FaZe. Just rattling them off. They won eight games in a row. Eight straight map wins to secure the championship. That they did. They had another repeat. That So that game one of the bracket reset was Stronghold Solitude. And they had a repeat of what happened earlier where they basic, they won 250 to 22. Where it was just, it was fucking insane. Um, it just man, and that that fifty forty nine when we broke it down and the whole like I think phase were in um I think phase were in heat wave if I'm not mistaken, and then lucid and APG are like bottom mid basically. Oh no, they were they were car side. Okay, but either phase way. Phase was car side, and yeah, Lucid dropped from P2 to help H- APG Yep, in so bottom Lucid was mid. standing right in front of APG, mm-hmm. and then they were getting shot at, and APG doubled back, and and it's, oh, man. Oh, my God. Just crazy. Yeah, you almost wonder... I know APG got weak there and he turns to get cover, but if he just kept shooting with lucid, do they get that kill? That was, the, that was the big my question. biggest question. Yep. And that's exactly what we said on that episode. If I'm not mistaken is what if it was, it was literally just that what if scenario. And it's it for the record here. It's we're saying this never to tear a player down because we, d- we don't know what's going through their head in that scenario. Right? Yeah. It's like, and clearly they are professionals. Well, we know the bait and, Switch strategy can work a lot. Absolutely. It's just the how that happens in that moment. And you and it's the same like it's the same thing with like NFL replay, right? Yeah. When you slow things down and you look at it like with pinpoint accuracy and you're slowing it down dramatically, things happen on a football football field in like split seconds. Right. You know, you're not paying attention at, at the fucking at the microsecond level. It's when you slow it down, you're like, oh, that that's a penalty or blah, blah, blah. You know, so like when you look at this in the moment, I can like we did on the show. It's we look back at that moment, be like, what if, right? What if he didn't back down? What if he helped team shoot with Lucid? What if they got that? Would they be able to get that last kill? It's also like, what information did APG have? Did he know Lucid dropped to help him shoot? Or did he think he was down there by himself? Because my other question is, what if Lucid doesn't drop and he goes P3 to shoot down at the players? Sure. That's, you know what I mean? He's yeah. getting the call that there's two or three pushing car two, car one. Then you're kind of curious, where's the fourth player? Is he in util? Well, then if the fourth player is in util, then the idea is to drop and shoot the players that are 
kind of trapped in that pe- or that car side. Right. Now we're going way further. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, we could break this down in many ways. Yeah. It's just, but that's, that's the problem with what ifs is that exactly you just look back at it and you always say, there's no point. There's no point. 2020. You never know in the moment. The fact of the matter is phase got the kill. They win the game and they proceed to make history. Yeah. For the first time ever, a team had made it through losers to reset the grand final bracket and win. And we'd never seen that in Halo Infinite Esports history. And the fact, like, Will, we, we talked about before, every single event got better in terms of competition. So the fact that it happened at Worlds, when the most was on the line, when the competition was at its fiercest. Yeah. And we had, the, the thing that I also kind of failed to look back on, and I still think about it to this day, is those were the two teams, Will, that we thought we're going to be fighting neck and neck all season. When really it's like, Hey, space station sitting over there. Like, Hey guys, we're <laughs> right here. Fucking too. Don't count us out. It's for, for it to all culminate in that moment. If optic wins, they're a bona fide dynasty. If phase wins, then that roster change that they made at the beginning of the year was for everything. And they, they, they knew what was at stake and they made it happen. It's just, oh my God, literal history was made. I mean, history was going to be made regardless, but just the fact, the fact that's how it all went down and for it to finish like that. What a remarkable fucking season. Yeah. Just. Wow. And now we'll never get the BR again and be fucking pissed off. And now we have Bevo starts and <laughs> fuck me. I mean, I'm, I'm is, really excited for this year. If I'm you really look excited. at the majors, right? It was optic phase optic back to phase for worlds. Sure. But, it, it, but the two team, those two competing against each other for those for those wins. Yeah. You know, that's, you're right. When you look back at it, you know, SSG won their global invitational, but other than that, it was phase and optic. It's just, man. And, and I don't want people to think if, if this is a, if this is a, uh, a listener or viewers first time listening or watching this show, welcome by the way, but I don't want you to look back and think to yourself, Oh, it's only those teams that are going to win. It's only those teams that are always winning. That's not necessarily the case. I want you to go back and actually watch those tournaments. I want you to watch those series happen because while you can look at the standings and be like, oh, Optic won again. Oh, Phase one. Oh, of course, SSG wins their home event. If you go back and watch those series and watch that gameplay, you would see how close these teams actually are. Where we had so many games this year, this is not an exaggeration, we had so many games this year, so many slayers this year. 50-49. 50-49 overtime? Overtimes, yep. Like 50-50 going into sudden death overtime? Like it, we had slayers that were so fucking close that literally like a singular play difference means a different team wins that game. That's how close these games were. All good, you're good. That's how close these fucking games were. We, the, one of the plays that sticks out in the back of my mind was uh, Space Station Phase. And Frosty's sitting in fridge, right, on Aquarius. 
time is ticking down. I think it's Walshie and Golden Boy on on the casting. And they were going back and forth talking about how if they're just going to play, um, if, if like they're just going to let the time run out, if they're going to make a play, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's 10 seconds left on the clock. And SSG all flood out. They have their fucking mind made up. They have their play locked in. They're all firing on all cylinders. And they go and they know Frosty's in fridge. And they get out there. They annihilate Frosty. He doesn't stand a chance. But then you have Snakebite watching from the top of the steps. And then lo and behold, look who fucking is zip zebby bopping around the corner. It's Renegade. And everything just happens so fucking quickly. And you're looking at the score and then it's tied and you're like, oh my fucking God. And it's. This year, in my opinion, was the best year of competitive Halo we have ever have, ever had. And it's plays like that. It's moments like that that stick out so fucking well in the mind that you can always look back to and be like, oh my fucking God, that happened in 2023. Or the phase optic moment where... APG and Lucid are bottom there, but FaZe are able to get that kill. It's moments like that. It's moments like that SSG play. It's These games are so close. These teams were so close in competition. It's why, it's why I say don't just look at stats, right? When you're watching a game being played, don't just look at the scoreboard because it's not going to tell you the story. Watch the game being played. Watch where these teams are. Watch how these players are positioned. Will brought up a really good point about the bait and switch technique. We've seen it so often and it can work out miraculous ways, but it can also backfire. Oh yeah. It's just go back and watch these games being played. We This year was incredible. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I locked the door or not. Oh shit. Now the door is locked. We don't we don't want any rascal four year olds running into the room, you know what I mean? Well that's the thing. I heard the the running across I, yeah, the, I, the I heard roof her. here and I'm like, wait a second. Yep. Hold up a minute. All right. Looking forward to twenty four. Looking forward to twenty four. Well, real quick. Oh okay, yeah. Anything else you want to say about twenty three? Yeah, real quick. Uh I just want to give a shout out to everybody that we had the pleasure of talking to and meeting over the course of the year. Yep. Um, you guys are all fucking amazing. Uh, shout out to everybody who got stickers over the year. Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed them. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the event specific merch drops that we had as well. Um, not, not to like shill or anything, but like it was something that I was really passionate about doing this year. And I think we did a pretty good job about it. Hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, couple other really fucking bonkers things that happened in 2023 is we celebrated our five-year anniversary of doing the show. Yep. Um, that never in a million years that I think we'd ever get that far, but here we are almost at six. Six will be this month. Um, yeah, our first episode was posted, gosh, was it? It was January 7th or January 8th of 2018. So next week will be our six-year yeah. anniversary. So that's fucking crazy. Um, we launched a Patreon for the first time in 2023, and the support that we've gotten on there has been unfucking believable. Um, 
Will is going to talk about some stuff with that later on in the show. So stay tuned for that because we did a tier rework. Um, and we also, um, I don't know if you guys know who he is or whatnot, but like we, we have a guy who he does like short form content. Like I'm 32 now. I don't, I don't find I'm a fucking boomer. I don't know what these kids watch nowadays with this vertical video shit. Uh, I think it's, I think his name is Juan. Is it all in Juan in the chat? Right. Is that him? Oh yeah. Juan is our shorts, uh, short form content guy. He's fucking amazing. Um, he's new to the show for this year. Um, so the, the fucking, I hope you guys appreciate him as much as we do because he's fucking incredible. And also I think, I think that Juan guy, I think maybe did he, I don't I think he got engaged this year. I think that also happened. Huh? Oh yeah, he did. So congratulations to Juan on the fucking engagement. Congratulations cool. to you, sir. Um, but yeah, seriously, I think this year's the best year we've had for the show. Um, and yeah, I, there, there's nothing really else I can say except thank you to to every single person that whether you're in here in the live show chat, whether you're checking out the YouTube VOD, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast service. And I, I mean it when I say whether you listen for a minute, whether you listen for the whole show, whether you lurk, whether you chat, I simply cannot say thank you enough. So, thank you. You're all fucking amazing. And here's to a fucking amazing 2024 and beyond. That's all I wanted to add. All right. I think you were asking a question. Yeah, but then you threw something at me. I want to make sure I have the right information, mm. so I'm logging into things. I feel you. Do you want me to send it to you? I oh, got it. I got it. So 24. Looking forward to 24. Looking forward to 24. The HCS. We still haven't gotten the roadmap. I saw someone ask it earlier. No roadmap out yet. End of this month. Um, But we got a big meta change. New Starting weapon, the Bandit Evo. The Bevo. Controversial starting weapon, Will. In the broader community, I would say yes. In the tight-knit HCS pro player community, it sounds like it was wanted. Oh, yeah. And it, it apparently it was like, it was field tested as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we are. Holy shit, hold on. Hold on, before we get, I mean, technically it is 2024. So, congratulations to Danny Phantom on his fucking engagement as well. He got engaged today. Holy fucking shit, man. Damn. God damn it. It was those matching shirts, wasn't it? Is that, <laughs> is that what, like, sent her over the edge? Like, is, the, is that what did it, Danny? For those who don't know what I'm referencing, you should be a member of our Discord server. It's free. You should check it out because it's amazing. And uh, go to the IRL channel and then scroll up a little bit, or just search for Danny, and uh, you'll see those. You'll see those T-shirts. They're pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> like, 
I would never be able to rock something like that. Yeah, me either. But I just, I, I give you the biggest praise in the world because that's insane. So that was just a cherry on top. Before you pop the question, good shit. We bricked up all day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. Sheesh. Oh my God. Okay. So back to what you're talking about. With the new meta, we have a bunch of new teams. Bunch of shakeups. Yes. The offseason has been insane. We still don't have all of the pieces in place yet. No, we're still waiting on three teams, if I'm not mistaken, as of recording this episode. Three of the top 12 from Worlds of last year. Yeah, We have uh, Zane to Optic, which is going to be exciting to see how that plays out. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, formerly Penguin, now Dead Zone. Yep. Also recently engaged. He's been streaming a lot too lately. Yeah. Like it's an insane amount. Like he was up, he was up to like 5.30 a.m. the other day. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Man's grinding. He's grinding. Grinding. Bricked up grinding. <laughs> grinding those bricks. Um, I'm trying to remember all the announcements we have so far so nothing comes out here. Um, SSG bringing on Legend. Yes. Curious how that's going to go uh, bode for them. Yep. It's Very excited though. Improve. Any opportunity that we have to get major international talent over to the United States or to compete on a U.S. based team. Like, obviously we want better representation across regions in, in as a whole. Yeah. But I do like, I love these opportunities that these players are getting. I mean, you, you look at tapping buttons uh, previously on evil geniuses way back in the Halo five days. Um, then getting another opportunity with the native white guys. Um, same with barcode in that sense. It's just, are really, really cool that we get to see these opportunities still happening today. Love that. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have the new native white roster coming together. Yep. With APG, Mickwin, Neptune, and Collect. Neptune coming back from COD. I'm mm -hmm. um, coming back to Halo. And for those who had not had the pleasure of watching Neptune compete in Halo 5, he was a monster. So very much looking forward to see what they were able to accomplish as well. Um, especially now with the off season kind of coming to like getting to a close and hopefully scrims will be picking up very soon or soon ish. We can go from there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a bunch of team shakeups, new weapon. I'm curious to see how everything shakes out during the new year. I think Shopify are going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. Very well. Um, and just a lot of, a lot of really cool changes taking place. A lot of we'll have to wait and see. You know, obviously, I think we're going to still do our like preseason predictions, whether it be next week or the week later. Um, before the I, well, maybe we'll do like the. We have to wait for the roadmap. Yeah. So right after, like either the week or two weeks after the roadmap releases, we'll do a preseason or too early to tell preseason predictions, where they're most certainly going to be wrong. But hey, who the fuck knows? That'll just be fun. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited there. Do I want to go and say that yet? I'll hold off on that. Yeah. I'll hold off on that one. Um, but no, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what these teams are able to accomplish this year really see if we have some real shakeups in the top three this time around, 
because obviously phase is sticking together. They made the team change that they needed to make, or they wanted to make, and they felt they needed to make. Um, they've won a world championship now. So let's see what happens now that they've won a world championship. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's every, they know that everybody's going to be gunning for them and we'll see how well they, they defend. I can't fucking wait. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about for the recap for the topic? Are you excited for forbidden to be in the game or to be in the competitive rotation? Actually, let me back up a second. Okay. For all intents and purposes, for what we know right now, for what has actually been announced right now, forbidden and extraction will be in the HCS rotation for 2024. Okay. Nothing has been said to contradict that yet. So with that in mind, because things can obviously change. Okay. Things I know I don't like it either. Things, especially from an extraction standpoint, obviously things can change. Okay. For all we know, the roadmap could be released and Tachi could come out the next week and say, Hey, due to feedback that we received and do even after the changes that we made to extraction, we decided to take it out. That has yet to happen. So the information that we have to go off of right now is based off waypoint articles that still exist that you can see right now today. They state that forbidden and extraction will be in the competitive rotation for 2024. So with that in mind, will I ask you? Yeah. After you hit the mic. Always hit the mic. <laughs> always. That's why there's a smack emote because I always hit the mic. <laughs> Are you excited? I'm going to make it a twofold question because obviously you can have differing opinions about both. Are you excited for extraction in its current iteration to be in the HCS rotation? Are you excited for forbidden in its current iteration to be in the HCS rotation? Let's start with the good. Cause the more I play it, the more I am enjoying forbidden. Okay. I was, oh, oh. Man, I was, <laughs> he had me the first half. Not going to lie. I was so fucking scared because I said extraction first. And then I said forbidden. You're like, well, let's start with the good. And I'm like, oh no. You said the more I play it. I'm like, oh shit. He likes extraction now. Fuck. I'm just kidding. Um, Go ahead. There's some of the routes that I don't like, like the, um, the tunnels to get underneath the base, like can basically get right to the back base area. Mm -hmm. Um, do you not feel it's too big after you've played it more often with the Bevo starts? Correct. I don't feel it's too big. Okay. Um, sniper is wildly important, important and you have to play around that. And the map does spawn with two. Yep. On, one each, on side. each side. And it's uh camo top mid. Overshield. Overshield top mid. Um, Camel and social, if I'm not mistaken. Riz says forbidden needs grapple instead of threat seekers. I would say would no, that, because it's too open. Yeah, I think that would be like... You could just fly to someone's yeah. base. You could drop down like underneath the mid bridge and swing. Like It would just create too much unpredictability Yeah, and lead to... Um, less competitive integrity. If you want to use those buzzwords there. 
Real quick. <laughs> Shirzy, welcome back. P e. says, I won Forbidden the last time I played it, so I currently like it. That's fucking that's, funny. That's fair. And then, Beth, I missed it earlier, but please understand that I did see it, so I want to give you your shout-out now. Beth with the 44-fucking-month resub. Oh, damn. That's insane. You get a woo! <laughs> want to press the buttons. It's, it's perfectly fine. Shirzy says, says, I have not played a single competitive game on Forbidden. Man, teams are going to have a hoot. <laughs> um, I have noticed that too, like playing in ranked and no one knows the call outs. Oh, it's sure. like they're coming our upper, they're our snipe side or they're, you know, on the right side of our base or back base. There's no like. It's what the words in the bottom left-hand corner are for. The map has call I know nobody actually uses those, but still. Um, Shirzy says one top snatch. Okay. Oh. Um, wow. Where's that on the map? Uh, <laughs> now I wish fucking Forbidden had a sphincter. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Uh, no, what I was going to say, remember when uh, Spartan tweeted out that he said he does not have a callouts video for Forbidden because they haven't been fucking playing on it. Like they yeah. haven't scrimmed on it or anything, but he said that once, once they have started scrimming on Forbidden, um, and once it's verified completely that it's going to be in the rotation. I'm sorry. Which, I'm laughing at Jersey right now. No, it's okay. Once it's fully like in their competitive rotation, as long as it remains there, then he said that he will make a call outs video when his team started scrimming on it. So, um, uh, so yeah, I don't mind for Britain. Okay. Um, especially since some strategy and ideas have evolved, evolved on it. Um, you can kind of learn where to push, where people are going to be coming from. Sure. And then that also allows to make the unexpected plays. I'm going to be the random roamer that floats through this side of the map to catch them off guard while y'all are fighting on that side of the map. Um, but that being said, I have not seen it played at the highest level. Right. So that's where the opinion can skew in the future is if, yeah, I'm enjoying it right now, but I'm not a pro player. I don't know how this flows for them. We'll see. We'll see how the chips fall here. Um, as far as extraction, it's not fucking ready. Uh, I like playing it because I like being fucking, what's the word? Cheeky. I'll, I'll use that. Sure as you might enjoy that. Uh, but you like being a rat. I like being a rat. Okay. I was going to say like, it's a better representation of how you play that game. Mode. But like my favorite is live fire. Cause you like, there's spots where you plant it on C where you can see it from like you can see it from a and you just yeah. sit back there and you're the teams are fighting. I'm just sitting there waiting. And then they get on the extractions, pop, 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 pop. And they're, they're like, what the fuck? And that's not the way Halo should be played. You shouldn't have to sit in corners and agreed. Basically beta point. Um, it's, it's fun to do because at my level, not everyone understands that the way that game that game mode works. The fact you see teammates body block for other oh. teammates, that to me in and of itself proves that that game type is shit right now. Like the fact you literally have to sacrifice yourself so your teammate can just hold a button down is fucking insane to me. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's, it's weird. It's not a normal, like it's, it should be a social mode right now, the way it plays. Yeah. Um, there's, it's there's, not even. It should be out of fucking game. 
there's something that needs to change where, I mean, I, it's, it's been said in tweets and whatnot, like the point itself blocks spawn. So you can really influence and trap teams. Yeah. Um, but it's a different, it, it, let's bring it to that point, right? It's a different sense of trapping spawns than it is like looking back at that, uh, that phase optic stronghold solitude where that really felt like a masterclass of trying to stop spawns and keeping them spawning in a specific area, making sure you're locking down choke points and whatnot to keep scoring points. Whereas in extraction, it just feels like the game's fucking you over. Oh yeah. Like that, that's, that's the real difference for me is like how well strongholds works regardless of the map and like how not well extraction works based off of how fucked the mode is. So yeah, a lot needs to change with that mode to make it more in line with the HCS competitive settings. I'm just, I'm wondering if we're, this is going to sound terrible, but I wonder if we're too far gone. And here's my problem. Here's my big problem. Okay. The intent is to never, excuse me. The intent is to never shit on developers or anything like that or any of the sort. Okay. But at what point, and I know that there probably are players are, are there like out there. I know that there are players out there that do probably enjoy the mode. Okay. But at what point is there an internal discussion where you, you come to the conclusion that this simply isn't going to work and you take it out? Like who, I, the one thing I'm worried about is, okay, again, I don't want to. I'm going to try to not call the person out directly, but if I leave the reference out there, people will understand who I'm talking about. Back in Halo 5 in the competitive days, there was an individual who worked at that studio, mainly for the competitive side of things. Okay? You'll figure it out pretty fucking quickly. Who was so stuck in his own ways that really put a detriment on the entire competitive scene. To where things weren't changed quickly. Things just manifested and got worse. Shirzy, there you go. You guys know who I'm going to be talking about. So my worry is, and that individual is no longer there anymore and hasn't been there for a while. But my worry is, is that we have a, a similar situation where the game mode is so, is so far beyond saving that those in charge of those situations and decisions say, fuck it, who cares? We'll keep it. And again, from a social perspective, maybe it works. Maybe you keep it there or whatever, but I, does there come a decision or does there come a meeting that takes place to be like this, this mode is so far gone from where we can make it viable and competitive that we just need to take it out. And then does it get taken out or does it stay? Because the last thing I want, the last thing I want to have happen is we get to a major, we get to the first major of the year, right? Yeah. And during that first major of the year, it's announced that extractions in the rotation for game modes. And we don't have a pick ban system 
at least it hasn't been announced yet, so who knows? But as of right now, as of what we know right now, there's no pick ban system. So let's say it is announced that it's in the competitive rotation, especially for the first major. The last thing I want to have happen is teams looking at that and unanimously agreeing to not play it. Just be like, no. And like, I mean, like unanimously, all the top, all the professional teams in the league all agree, no, we're not playing that. What happens then? Like, I, that's why I don't want it to happen. Because I assume there's rules in place. Is I, I think this is more than a simple GAing of something, like GAing of the sword on catalyst. You know, yeah, you can't you can't GA a whole mode. Right. That's that's exactly the point there, I'm getting remember, at. Remember we talked about the rule book. Like if you purposely throw a match you or, can so, get or, fined. or yeah, bring like a detriment to your team or whatever. If you're not playing it, if you're not playing at your full potential. Yeah. So I feel like that could fall under that rule is if they're like, no, we're not playing this. That's, that's my problem. Did the HCS then intervene and be like, well, then you're forfeiting your spot or then you're forfeiting that match or whatever it is. But if all the teams agree to it, like I, this is what I don't want See, to have happen. In the competitive, in the competitiveness of Halo, a team's going to be like, well, we're playing it to move forward. Right. And that, that I understand completely. It's just, I don't, I don't want these to happen. That's why I'm really hoping that when push comes to shove, if that conversation needs to take place and extraction is still not at a competitive, uh, a competitively viable situation that they either, they get pros in a meeting as well. A meeting takes place and they make that decision before the first major comes up because we play it in ranked. It's not it. Yeah. Like that mode is not it. Um, a player union's not going to happen. I'm no, it, it won't. Um, refusing to play and throwing are different. They are, but it's kind of along the same lines of, well, what if it's a top, what if it's a partner team? HCS will then go to whoever that partner team is and be like, your players aren't, aren't, uh, cooperating with the league fines. Exactly. That's, that's the thing is that there are, there I'm guaranteed there are rules in place to prevent these things from happening. Or if they, if these things do happen, I'm speaking fully in hypotheticals here yeah. because I'm saying this is what I don't want to happen. Yes. For all I know, like everyone's fucking happy as can be and everything plays off. Like nothing happened. Like that'd be great. I just don't want this thing to happen, but I would assume actually, no, I'm not even assuming I'm guaranteeing there are rules in place to either prevent these things from happening or there are rules in place to either fine or, cause other detriment to those that do something like that. I do think one thing that could greatly benefit the mode is removing the ability of having choice where to plant. Yeah. Just having a, a, a singular position. Yeah. Like the, the device just pops like up in halo four where it needs to be. So that way you don't get those dog shit angles. Yeah. It was like, was the, that's because what I thought, that's what I thought that it was going to be like from halo four was yeah. that there was a specific place to plant. It was, it was a singular site that you would go to. And that's, that's the location. Um, also I apologize. Uh, tripping tonics. Thank you for the follow. Welcome oh. to the live show. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, Oh, Beth, I know the individual you're, you're mentioning there as well, but like, like I yes, I'm talking strictly from a competitive sense, but yeah, when I saw that, oh my God, 
when I saw that tweet or whatever it was saying what you typed out, I fuck, I couldn't believe it. I think we, Beth, I think we both had the same reaction. We sat back and we're like, well, why the fuck even try that? Like, what are you doing? Jesus. Unbelievable. White's edge. Welcome back, by the way. Um, Why won't a player union happen? It's, I personally don't believe it'll happen. Like from the Halo esports side of things. And I think that's mainly because of how relatively small our scene is. Um, and potentially how the business works. Maybe it would work for bigger leagues. Again, I don't know. But real quick, I just want to add, uh, Snakebite on one of his recent streams kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, just a little bit further, um, where he basically said that it, it wouldn't really happen either. So you can go ahead and check that out. But yeah, I know that they tried in the CDL and it got voted down. There you go. Well, I shouldn't say it got voted down. It had to be a unanimous decision. And one player said no. So yeah, it's omnipotent. It, it's for lack of a better word, it's really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to just go out there and say, Oh, just make a union. And like all these worries would be washed away, you know? And obviously I would love for player voice and player agency to have a bigger role. A thousand percent. Like the players are the ones playing the fucking game. I don't think they should be able to dictate everything. Don't get me wrong here. You're still within the confines of the league, but I believe they should have a bigger voice. Um, especially with how we've seen things happen in the past where players didn't have a voice before, or when they did try to voice something, they were just shouted out and like nothing happened because of it. You know what I mean? And that's Snakebite talks about that even further on one of his previous streams as well, where he was trying to advocate for so long for changes to take place, especially during Halo 5, but due to one of the aspects was due to that individual that I alluded to earlier because of the, partly because of that individual, a lot of the things fell on deaf ears and nothing was changed. And so PJ got to a point of like, well, why bother? I'm just going to, he's just going to focus on himself. He's going to focus on his mental, which is fully understandable. It just sucks, man. Like, I want players to have more agency and choice in the matter because they're the ones playing competitively in the scene. They're the ones that are there for like, those are the, those are the ones that are entertaining you. Those are the ones playing professionally and playing for a lot of money and their lives. You know, like I've, they, they deserve to have more of a voice, but it's just, it's just not as easy as saying we're making union. There's a lot more to it than that. So, yeah. So forbidden, yes. Extraction, no. Yeah. All right. Sweet. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really excited. As much as I love the BR, as much as I love the BR, and I will be a BR lover forever, I am excited to see how how te- how teams do with the Bandit Evo now. I'm excited to see how these maps play. I'm excited to see if things speed up or slow down. 
um, the, like the, the intricacies of the meta, the small details of the meta. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm genuinely excited for. I'm excited to see what teams take a step to the next level. Yeah, because we won't know anything until shit really starts. I, we won't mm-hmm. even, we won't even know the full picture and I know people are going to jump to conclusions because it happens every fucking year. It happens not even in HCS. It happens every year in traditional sports. Week one of the NFL happens. This team's shit. This team's amazing. No, no. So we won't even know the full story yet, even after the first major. Like we'll have a better understanding, but nobody should be jumping to conclusions after the first major and be like, "This team's in the best in the fucking world," because that's not how it's going to be. But I think we'll have a much better understanding of, okay, this team's been putting a lot of work in. Okay. This team needs to work on some things here and it's just going to be a great kickoff for the rest of the year. And I can't fucking wait to see what happens. Cannot wait. And I really hope we don't have three events back to back and back in Texas again. Agreed. So there you go. Wonderful. Get some new top players. Hey, who, dude, who fucking knows? It's going to be, I think that there's a real opportunity. I think there's a real opportunity for players to shine with a single shot weapon now. Players that obviously were good with a BR anyway, but can really shine with this weapon. Players that were able to really shine in Halo 5 due to the pistol. Like, I think I also think that this may sound stupid, but I think this might also breathe some new life into some players as well is maybe, maybe they felt the BR was too stagnant, you know, and now they can look back at it and be like, no, this is new start, new me. Let's fucking get it. So I'm, I'm stoked. I am stoked. Danny says, the more, the better. It means more comp, different faces, better Halo, simple. Absolutely. That's the perfect way to put it. All we've ever wanted, we say it every, basically every episode, but all we ever want is for more competition to be there, for the competition to be closer than ever. And the fact that that literally happened event after event after event in 2023. I, oh man. If that's any indication of what this next year is going to be, then sign me the fuck up. Because I am stoked. White Edge said it's lethal. I'm excited to see where he is at. Well, I, I think you bring up a great point too. Is We didn't even really talk much about Sentinels because they're also sticking together. Spartan came out and was like, I see a lot of people asking the question. And uh, so what we're going to do, like talk to the guys we plan on sticking things out see how we can improve as a team fuck yeah because that i know it bites me in the butt every so often but i truly do appreciate and respect teams that don't split up after the first couple events if it doesn't necessarily if they don't win you know what i mean and we all we're loving that Sentinels roster. We were riding the Sentinels fucking wave and loving to see how far they'd go. And the, relatively speaking, they still were not 
like they were still pretty young in terms of team cohesion at the end of 2023. So knowing that they're going to stick together, I can't fucking wait to see what those guys do in this year. Can't wait. They, they're a team that I hope just reaches that next level. So we'll have to wait and see. Will anything you want to add for 2024? Nope. I'm good. All right. Sounds good. Oh, shall we move on to, uh, God, I'm just kidding. We don't have any kind of games watch. <laughs> so it's time for Will's Adventures with the Daylovers and other games too. Will. Yeah. Would you play over the holiday week? Well, I got access to Tarkov Arena. So, okay, let me, let me, because I'm going to ask you what is Tarkov Arena, but let me guess okay. what Tarkov Arena is. For the record here, I do not know what this is. But if I had to guess, uh, Tarkov is a survival extraction game, an extraction mm-hmm. shooter, correct? Mm-hmm. So I assume that Tarkov Arena takes away the extraction part of it and makes it into like a traditional team shooter or 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 a just battle royale maybe? A little bit, yeah. Okay. What do you so, got? What is Tarkov Arena? So Tarkov Arena, it's, it's arena style... Game mode, 5v5. 5v5, okay. Um, you, it still keeps some of the mechanics of Tarkov. Okay. Where you have a set ruble amount. And depending on what character you pick is how much you have to pay for that character to enter the arena. Oh. But. Now, are these... Are these your characters from Tarkov native or nope. no? Nope. Okay, these are just like these like are classes cre- in a sense. Essentially, yeah. Got it. Like okay. they have an assault class, a close quarter combat, a scout class, a marksman class. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So in all of these different classes, you start off with the base operator, mm-hmm. which usually you're not shooting good ammo. You don't have much armor. You kind of suck. Are they free or do you still have to pay to bring no, them? Some in? of them. They do have a free option, which is a guy with a fucking pistol. Oh, like what are you going to do with a pistol? I mean, some guys are really good with the pistol, but anyway, do you still loot? Like, are there still weapons to loot on the ground besides killing people? Like, is not, there, is there loot on the map or no? Yes. Okay. But not all the time. So on one map, I'll just describe, there's a, like, it's a plane that's like being built. But there's, you know, there's steps up to it. There's some sandbags, whatever. And then there's like little towers on the side. And one of those towers will have a, a weapon on it. Like, a, I would say a marksman rifle. All right. So we're playing live fire. Got it. Okay. <laughs> steps up to sandbags. There's a tower. Got it. Oh, okay, sure, we're on sure. live fire. It's no. not like a tower. tower <laughs> I know. I'm but, just giving you shit. How, um, how big are the maps in relation to Tarkov native? Not as big. The, the, the maps are varying. There's, um, there's... There's like a few maps where like you can run end to end in like 10, 15 seconds. Okay. So does it feel like, I'm sorry to ask all these questions, but I'm genuinely oh. curious if this is like a new thing, but like, are they like call of duty size in a sense? Because I know Tarkov I, being an extraction shooter is a giant fucking map. It's a map. giant map. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels more like a call of duty size thing. Okay. There's some elevation to some of the maps, okay. you know, um, 
Sorry to keep asking. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, where was I? But yeah, so there's you. You start off with these base characters. Yes. And you have to level, like, say you want to, like, I'm working on the quote-unquote scout tree. Okay. And it's a, it is a tree of characters. Like, you pick oh. one of them, and then that unlocks the next character, which then unlocks this branch. And you can go, like, this way or this way. And that, and then you, you use that character to gain XP for the next character. So it's not like it's not like unlocking perks that you could put onto the character. You're just unlocking separate characters that have individualized quote-unquote perks. Yeah. Okay. Like some have grenades, some does, some don't. Some have longer lasting painkillers. If you know anything about painkillers, if you get shot in the leg and you like break your leg, you can't run. But if you're on a painkiller, you can keep running. Okay. It's kind of like adrenaline in a way. Adrenaline. Yeah. Sure. But some painkillers only last 60 seconds. Some last two minutes. Some last, you know, and depending on how fast the round is going. Got it. Got it. So. Acquired assassin. Thank you for the follow. Welcome but to yeah, the show. So. Um, but it, it has all the shittiness of Tarkov too. The desync that's <laughs> been there all the time. The uh, so live fire and Halo Infinite desync. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right hand peaks are extremely powerful in Tarkov. You will always see someone on a right hand peak, like two seconds before they see you on a left hand peak. Use that if you so anyone like play right hand peak versus left hand peak. Yeah, basically if you because of the way the camera angle sits above the character. Yep. If you swing to the right. You're going to have visibility much faster than the person who's watching you from the left. Can you not switch that in the settings of the game to make it so you're looking over kind of like the other side? No. What they did recently add is that you could move your gun from being right-handed to where your character like leans to, with the, to the left. Oh, but, but it, they're always still on that side of the gun? Yes. Got it. Okay. Now, Tarkov does have controls which allow you to like pull your gun around a corner and fire. Okay. But you're blind firing and that's yeah. not always good in arena. Um, the Tarkov cheating problem, I'm sure is still there. I have run into a couple questionable people. Okay. Um, cause it, it's, it, it's rampant in Tarkov. The cheats are just rampant. Sure. Um, it is extremely punishing just like Tarkov. Like it's again, if you die, you're out for the round. It's the first to fight to win five rounds. And it kind of works. You have a minute, I think it's a minute 30 on the clock. The door's open to wherever your spawn point is. You can run out. And after the minute 30, if not everyone's dead, a point will spawn on the map. There's usually two to three points. Okay. And it takes 10 seconds to capture that point. So you have a way to, quote unquote, outplay the enemy versus outshoot. Got it. Um, if no one captures the point after, like, I think it's a minute of it being up, Raiders spawn in. Oh. Like AI spawn in. And whoever they kill first just loses that round. Oh. So sometimes hiding in a corner and not being found can win you a round, which is extremely frustrating to me. Wow. Okay, so they bring in a little bit more of that Tarkov aspect into it. Yeah. Um, But there's, you know, you can still team kill. Oh, shit. Okay. It's not it's like, like hardcore. It is. It's very hardcore. You can't. The, the only way you can tell who's on your team and not is by their armband. They will have a red or blue armband. Oh shit! So your teamwork has to be on point. Yeah, like, communication it, has to be on point. So you're not shooting at a teammate. Yep. And you're not always blue shooting red. So like sometimes it'll tell you at the beginning of the round, like your team is red, and so you have to shoot the blue guys. But like oh. I've had stretches. I'm not gonna lie. I've had stretches where I've been shooting blue for like the last three matches, and all of a sudden I'm. Blue, right? Because and it's I'm, not. It's not like a. It's not like a Halo Infinite where you have your set determined colors that you pick. Right. 
Right, uh, or so, not, but yeah, so yeah, it's more I, like Call of Duty. Yeah, in the I, you don't know the team that you're on. I've team killed a couple times just because I'm like, you come around a corner and you're like, oh shit, there's a guy. I'm like, oh wait, um, Jesus Christ. And also the crazy thing Tarkov does is like, there's there's in-game comms, right? You can talk over a radio, okay, or VoIP. So it's both, like okay, like proximity or over the radio. But if you're dead, you can't talk. Oh, which I think is really cool. Yeah, creates more of that. Unless you're in a Discord call. That. that yeah. <laughs> I've been playing yeah, with uh, I've been playing with Narwhal, which we do. So, oh my God. Um, but it's extremely punishing. But when you get kills, or if you're doing well, extremely rewarding. Sweet. But uh, I just suck at Tarkov, so I've, I'm, I kind of suck at Arena. But free or not free? It's free if you own the EOD version, Edge of Darkness version of Escape from Tarkov. Okay. But if you don't, it will be paid for is it a standalone thing you could pay for or do you buy you have to pay for Tarkov and then you get it? no it's standalone it's okay. its own game okay. but right now it's it's only open to it's basically in like testing or beta for people who own edge of darkness got it i believe okay so anyway, Tarkov arena there you go um halo infinite been playing halo infinite pd said i've been a demon in friendly eights. I have not been a demon in friendly eights. I go like five and 15 PD. What are you talking about? I'm trying my best. I'm not an Onyx player. Y'all are. Not I, yet. I just not try yet. to hold my own. I don't think I'm ever getting there. I mean, not with that attitude. You're not. Unless I'm going to talk about what is happening in matchmaking. Because I'm fucking confused. <laughs> I am confused. So on my main account, I am Mr. Mayhem. For those, real quick, before you go on this, literally in the show notes... Will has Tarkov Arena and Halo Infinite and then indented bullet in Halo Infinite. What is happening with matchmaking? And I'm like, oh shit, Will's going to be mad. And I'm here for it. <laughs> Go ahead. First PD says, you've steadily improved, I think, and the passion vibes comms all immaculate. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I am working on it. I don't know if I want to bring this up here, but I won't. But last eights kind of, so a, a few things broke me last eights that we played. So I don't know. I might be taking a break from eights. But anyway. It's all your fucking fault, PD. It's not PD's fault. <laughs> it's not PD's fault. I'm just kidding. Halo Infinite, what's happening I'm in, with matchmaking? So my main account, I am Mr. Mayhem. I am D2. Not Will Bo Baggins. No, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I am D2. And my matches feel the fucking sweatiest thing. Like, it's either... The teamwork's there, or it's just completely gone. Like, there's just, it's, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand. I have an alt. Yes, Wilbur Baggins. One of the best tags of all time. It you, was, a, it was quote-unquote, like a smurf at one point, because I placed, like, low plat, so you I know just what? Wanna, what? So you had, you had mentioned that we were not doing, spoiler alert, guys, we were not doing our best works gamer tags of the year list yeah. because we haven't been keeping track. We're going to do it for 2024. Don't worry. Promise. Uh, but man, Wilbo Baggins would have been up there. It's good. It would have been up there. Holy shit. Um, thanks to, I think it was Ashley and Halt and John who, recommended me making that tag yes so yeah um wilbo baggins i'm also now a d2 with that account with using no comms 
No comms. Playing solo. Solo queue, no comms. I believe I did jump on with John and Ashley on that tag for one night. One night, but that was it. But my matches are easy as hell. Like, I am just rolling. I am current. I'm always top of the leaderboard. And it's like... Shit, I might need to make a new account. It's two separate (laughs) games. It's like, Wilbo is just chill, easy. I can do what I want. I, Mr. Mayhem, is like, I'm fighting for my life. I'm the only one in a a good position fighting 1v3s constantly. Like, I don't understand it. I think I know why. I think it's because you've played so much on your main account. I think it's the Halo 5, I mean, the Halo 3 issue. I know people praise Halo 3 system, and I like Halo 3 system, but I think it's the Halo 3 issue where... You play. Uh, you start off on the game, right? You have your one account that you play with. Yeah. Um. Stay with me here. I, I I think I know what you're getting at. I'm just saying I'm fucking frustrated. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I so like I I only play on one tag. I don't have an alternate. But like in, during Halo Three, where was with my with my first real start with Halo, right? Like I played Halo One and Two at my buddy's house. This is what got me interested in the franchise. But Halo Three, first game, I first Halo I bought. Um, and since I was fresh to the game. I wasn't that good and I would keep working my way, working my way, working my way up. But then the game would kind of like stop me yeah, to the point where like I would need to have a breakthrough performance in order to break through to the next thing where I think you're having a similar thing in, in infinite where infinite you start off and I'm not saying you were bad by any means. It's just, you get to that point where the game well, is like, no, 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 no. You have to have a breakout performance to get through to the next thing where when you started a new account, it's like, well, I'm already there. So like you're able to quickly just breeze through and get to where, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's very frustrating that. Why does the system do this, right? That's where I'm getting at. Like, why can't some like? I want to go back to placements. Sure. I played my placements with Diamond and Onyx players. We won all five, dominated all five games, and I still got plat one when they're all in Diamond three. Like, the game holds people back. It thinks you should be somewhere. It's going to place you there no matter what you fucking do. What's the point? I, like, I went on a spree of this. Like, what's the point of getting better if you can never improve in rank because the game thinks you should be somewhere? Like, why put your time in? This is where I'm getting at. You're 343. Your game holds people back, and then they lose interest. Because I did for a while. I was like, why am I still doing this to myself? And for a while, I mean, a few hours, because I'm too fucking dedicated. So, so you bet, yeah, that, <laughs> I told you, it's going to be less than 24 hours since you messaged me, and you're going to be back on that shit. So, I'm mad. All my shit's on I Am Mr. Mayhem. All my fucking crap I bought and spent probably a couple hundred bucks on this game. And now I want to play on Wilbo Baggins that has no, no fun cosmetics because I can enjoy my games there. It's messed up. Um, Ikuza, yeah, we know, we know of the supposed bug that is there. Uh, but again, it is allegedly, it's not, we don't know if it's for sure broken yet. Nothing's been officially announced yet as to whether or not it's going based off of MMR versus CSR. So. As far as gamer tags of the year, Shirzy wants to know where where does Shirzy One Kenobi fit on the gamer tag of the year? Eh, 
Oh, you're giving him an A? I, I, I mean, I think Wilbo Baggins is better than that jersey. I'm sorry. Jersey 1 Kenobi is pretty good. Jersey like 1 it. Kenobi is a fine gamer tag, but I think Wilbo Baggins like, is just another, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's better. Sure, he's going to fucking punch me at oh, the next he's event. Going to. Yeah. Well deserved. He's like, who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> I am. But yeah, back to the matchmaking thing. It's just, it's so frustrating because if the game thinks, like, thinks you're supposed to be in that range, yeah. like, even when you start winning in those higher lobbies, that's when you start seeing those plus fives, plus sixes versus the plus eights or nines. Yeah. And then you, and then if you lose one of those higher games, you lose the negative 10, even though it, it's, so it, it's, it's broken. It's matchmaking's broken. So what I'm to- trying to get at here in, in conclusion, don't take everyone's rank as gospel for their skill level. Yeah. And maybe, maybe fix it. <laughs> so, so here's the thing too. So obese ghost, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live. Sir, says uh gamer tag obese ghost. I get a lot of love and matchmaking. Hey, that's a pretty decent gamer tech. I kind of like that. Um, so here's here's my thing. And we've talked about this before too. We see a lot of, but before this even supposed bug is in matchmaking or whatever, we've seen a lot of debate over, I'm fucking, I'm losing minus nine, minus 10 CSR for a, less, for a loss, but I'm only getting plus five, plus six for a win. What the fuck is happening? The Whether or not it's broken, like whether or not, that's the case. This is like the system is working quote unquote as intended because the game believes you are where you are supposed to be at for your rank to where like, if you're a, if you're a D three player and you're trying to get to Onyx and you're going up against D five player D five D six and Onyx players, and you're getting plus five for a win or losing a lot for a loss. It's because the game thinks you're where you're supposed to be where once you start, like, if you're winning more frequently, then obviously you're going to be making more than you're losing. You're fine. You're going to be getting into those higher diamond ranks, eventually getting onyx, whatever your goal is, right? Then the game should, again, it's working as intended. The game should understand that. And then for the next season of placements, it takes that into consideration of where you were last season. And you kind of go from there. Like, yes, it, in a sense, it definitely feels like you're being punished. And like I said, in a sense, but if things are working as intended, the game believes you are where you're supposed to be where like, let's say, let's say I'm D four. I'm not, let's say I'm D four. Right. And I'm getting plus five plus six for a win. I'm getting minus 10 for a loss. The game clearly believes that I shouldn't necessarily be there. I should probably be a D one player. I am. So right now, if I'm getting a win, actually right now, when I'm getting a win, I'm getting plus eight plus nine. And when I'm getting a loss, I'm getting minus four or minus five. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it thinks you should be higher than where you're at. Exactly. But as soon as I get to where I'm supposed to be at, what's going to happen is I'm getting, 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 yeah, it's going to flip. I'm yep. going to be getting plus four plus five for a win. I'm going to be losing more for a loss because that's where the game believes I should be. And where that is where you're supposed to have more breakout performances. If you, that's the thing is that if you believe that you're supposed to be better than where you're placed, that's where, okay. Game is like, okay. If you think you should be, if you, if you don't think you should be D three, you think you should be D five. 
prove it. That's that's the thing. And I, I want people to understand that, yes, the system sucks in a way, but the game is telling you straight up, if you believe you should be better than this, then prove you're better than this. Because if you can't prove that you're better than this, and I know that even in social, the game is sweaty as shit, but if you can't prove it, then the game's going to put you where it thinks it's, you're supposed to be. Like, that's why when so many people got Onyx in season one, like, didn't they even come out and say, yeah, this was inflated. Like, this shouldn't have been what it was supposed to be. Yeah, they did. And that's why you saw a lot more Onyx players beating in Diamond in seasons two and onward because they weren't where they were supposed to be. So, that will your situation sucks. If this bug is real, then that sucks because clearly things aren't working the way they're kind of intended to. But I want, like, I'm not shilling for three, four, three in a sense, but I think people don't understand the ranking system still. No, I'm just confused as to why when I'm saying my games are easier, I'm not getting easier ranked opponents. Like if, if I'm both these accounts are in D2. Yes. Just say it's full D2 lobbies. Mayhem D2 lobbies feels like impossible. Bilbo Baggins D2 lobbies, I'm chilling, having a good time. Like sure. It's not a sweat and fest. And that is weird. That is weird. That's that's the weirdness I'm talking about yeah, here. That is weird. And yes, the... And yeah. And that's why like the plus and minus thing is more frustrating at this point. Yeah. Because... When I win a game at D2 on this account, I'm getting like plus five, plus six. Which account? Which one? Uh, Mayhem. Okay, got it. When I'm but winning Wilbo. on Baggins, I'm getting plus nines for the same result. And, and it's easier for me on Baggins to do better. That's why I think it's because of the two account thing. Well, yeah. That's why I think when I look back on Halo 3 and me playing that, that's what I think of that. There's history with... Exactly. Mayhem, and they're pulling from that. They're but pulling from that. That's my. But again, my problem is, why is the same? It does that. the The history shouldn't matter when it's the same level of D two. Sure. Why is this one getting punished more than this one? Sure. When the skill level is the same. Sure. I don't know why that. I like. I agree with you, but I'm. I. I do believe it's because of the history of it. Yeah. And I do. I think that's fair. Not necessarily. I just think that's why that's happening. I think it's a pure case of that because you're right. When you make a new account and you're where you are now, you matched it and you matched it relatively quickly. Right. Yeah. And now it's the game is like, Oh, you shouldn't necessarily be in T2 because of how well you're playing. You should be up here now. And that's why you're winning so much for getting a win and losing as much as you are for a loss. Because the system works the way it does. It's just you're getting penalized. You're getting penalized for for playing so much on your original account. <laughs> the game is penalizing you for playing on your original account. Hence the frustration. Yeah. The game punishes you by playing on original accounts. The game punishes you if you're not a 1600 player or above. The game doesn't want you to have fun. <laughs> Get fucked. Jesus Christ. God damn it. Halo Infinite, ladies and gentlemen. It can be the best game in the world. It can be the worst game ever devised. You just never know. Oh, my God. Will, you play anything else? No, that was it. What about you, sir? 
I believe I played one game because we only, we didn't have a community played it. So I played some Final Fantasy 16. Um, this game, for the most part, I'm having a great time with it. But Final Fantasy 16, at at points, is the great is like one of the fucking greatest things I've ever experienced. And that's not an exaggeration. At points during Final Fantasy 16, I feel like it is the greatest thing I've ever seen or experienced in a video game. And then there are complete contrast other times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But I am, I am captivated by the story. And I'll also say this. Uh, Leonhardt says, and then the side quests. There are some that are really good, but yes, the good amount of them are not it. But I will say this. The thing, this isn't going to spoil anything, but the thing that I've actually come to enjoy more out of 16 is you have these unbelievable bombastic story beats that happen. And then you're able to go back to the hideaway, calm down a little bit, do, do some side quests. And the thing that I actually appreciate about the side quests is that they don't throw 50 at you at one time. I've I'm doing all of them. Like I do all of them as soon as I get them. And the thing that I appreciate about that is that they give you like three or four at a time. So you do your three or four side quests. A couple of them are going to be really mundane, and but they go by quickly. And then a couple of them may be really good. And then you go right back to that next huge bombastic story beat. And so, yes, I believe there are pacing issues, like you said, Riz. And yes, some of the side quests are pretty shit, Leonhart. But I am captivated by the story, and I do appreciate the time that allows me just to sit there and think about what had just happened before we just get into the next big thing is I, I like being able to sit there and contemplate that moment. And I, I think I just experienced the penultimate moment. Just just like a couple days ago. I think I just experienced like the penultimate moment where Natana, my wife, was sitting next to me and like I was watching all this shit happen and every single time another thing happened, I'm like, holy fucking shit, holy fucking shit, what the fuck, holy fucking shit! And that's, yeah. That game has those moments. It's really fucking cool. And that's all I played. Final Fantasy 16, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to get that Halo Battle Royale this year. Who the fuck knows, Ronan? I, I mean, it, for all we know, it could be scrapped. And who fucking cares? Um, XI says, it really worried me when 343 said that Infinite is all the content they want in it. I really hope they keep adding stuff instead of shelving it and making a new Halo because uh, we'll be back at square one after we get Infinite, uh, after we got Infinite to almost one. XI what do you, when, when did they say that it has all the content they want in it? Where, where's that statement? I would, I would love to see that official statement somewhere. Ronan, love you too. But no, seriously, I, we, I'm so far removed from the Halo Battle Royale discussion. I'm so far removed from that, that like, I, either it's going to happen or it doesn't. And until it happens, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Uh, XI, wasn't there a leak or a tweet? I'm asking you. 
I don't remember seeing one. I believe they may be done with MCC content, but I highly doubt they're done with infinite content. Yeah. And so I've, I've yet, I've yet to see any sort of announcement leak tweet, whatever it is regarding the end of infinite content. And yes, John, that is a halo outpost discovery hat that will is wearing. It is, it is indeed. Will, you let me know when you're ready to move on. I'm ready. I'll get back to this in a minute. No, it's okay. You can continue. Uh, yeah. XI says, I may be mistaken that I heard it from people, so I'm probably wrong. No, it's, that's the thing, XI. And it's not ever meant to like call you out or anything like that. It's just one of the things that we pride ourselves on with the show is being truthful and talking about information that is out there that can be that like reputable information that's out there, things that we can cross-reference, things that we can include in the show notes and be like, here's where we saw it. So, like I said, if, if anybody has that information and I just haven't seen it, please send it our way. We can include it. We can talk about it. But we haven't heard or seen anything regarding that. There you go. I can stand Will being mean to me, but not both of you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Certain Infinity would be on the next Halo. Pretty sure I saw that somewhere. And yes, that was about MCC. It would be on the next Halo. N- not the next Halo. They, they supposedly they're working on something, but again, we no, we do. I'm not. There's nothing. We're not going to talk about it because there's nothing out there yet. Yeah. If, if, who fucking cares? I, I'll repeat the same sentiment I had before. Will, yeah, it's time for some shoutouts. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Um, first up, omnipotent, M Solus Sniper Paul. Tripping Tonics, Acquired Assassin, and Obese Ghost. Good gamer tag, by the way. Thank you all for the follows. Welcome to the live show. And Fulcrum with the six month and Beth with the 44 month resub. Fucking wow! You guys are fucking amazing. Thank you for the resubs. And then shout out to everyone who is a patron at the semi pro and higher tiers. That includes. Christian, D Pancakes, Ashley, Voodoo Man, Rasta Monkey Jr., Ricky Dirt, Snagoo, Raider, Hater, Mina, Peanut Butt, One Swole Daddy, Daddy Phantom, Riznak, Zarners, Abby Joy, Mr. Smiley, High Tech, Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neep, Heavy Rainfall, and Elated Artboard. Thank you all so very much for the extra support over on the Patreon. Um,. If you are a patron, I'll just say this right now. If you were a patron at the pro or higher tier uh, over the course at all during 2023, you should have received a little thank you video from us in your email. Um, If you did not receive that video to your email and you believe you should have, then DM us and I can look into it. Uh, But I, because Patreon can be finicky sometimes, but I believe I got everybody that was there. So just know, check your email, check your spam folder, but uh, you should have gotten it. And I used your email based off of what you had signed up with Patreon, like signed up on Patreon with. So the email that is associated with your Patreon account is the email that we sent the video to. So please keep that in mind. So if you had made a dummy email for it, then I'm sorry, but is what it is. Um, And then we did a complete revamp of the GOAT tier for 2024 and will you said you were able to get the information so you'll have that 
ready to talk about later? Yeah. Okay. So Will when Will plugs the Patreon later on, then um he'll talk about the revamp for that. And yeah. Just fucking excited for uh, 2024. You guys are fucking amazing. Community creations, Halo memes every day, red.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Go check it out. And then we have a special message from Kalen over from Europa Halo. And he says the following 2023 has been an special year for Europa Halo as we were able to run one of the most attended European, European Halo lands in over a decade with Europa Halo Blackpool. This, of course, would not have been possible without the support of the community, players, coaches, and friends of Europa Halo. So we want to again say thank you for your continued support. In terms of official support capacity, this year was rough, but we strive to ensure that there was regular competition in EU Halo with the Spring and Summer Series teaming up with Navi and the Quadrant EU online event. We capped that off with our visit to Blackpool... Um, where 32 teams did battle at the Winter Gardens with nearly 500 in admission and 30,000 unique viewers on the broadcast over the weekend. Looking forward to 2024, we have some plans in motion to continue to bring content and competition to the community. However, this may be a change in direction to, to what we normally do. So please stay tuned in the coming months for more information. Wishing all our followers and friends a wonderful, happy new year in 2024. That is from Kalen at Europa Halo. Shout out Europa Halo. You guys are fucking amazing. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is officially 2024. Next week, we will celebrate our six-year anniversary of doing this fucking thing. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, technically, we have hit six years since, quote-unquote, inception. Sure. Six-year Episode anniversary will yeah. be next week. Yes. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yes, it is. So uh, all I'll say is hopefully you guys are here to spend the, to celebrate with us. Um, we don't have any like big plans or anything like that. We kind of did that during our five year last year. Yeah. But um, no, if you guys want to hang out with us, we'll be here next week, obviously for the show, do a little celebration for six years and uh, just having a good time and vibing with you all. Should be fun. Will. Um, actually, real quick before the plugs. Again, I said this earlier in the show. I want to say it one more time. Thank you all so fucking much for an unbelievable last year of 2023. I, I believe it was the best year that we've had for this show. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And the, it, I mean it when I say and this, this is going to sound stupid, but I mean it when I say that the show wouldn't be what it is today without any of you. So thank you so fucking much for helping to make this show what it is today. And, uh, we're, there's no fucking signs of stopping. So it's going to be fun. Can will wear one of those cone party hats for next week's show? Why is it just you and not me? Like, why, yeah. why am I not wearing it? Is it just you wearing it? Yo, Beijy with the 10 gifted subs. Woo, here we go. Oh, gosh. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you for the fuff, fuffin' gifted subs, bruv. I don't know what the fuck I was getting at there. Yo, hey, you? thank you to my personal account for the gifted sub. I see JK Fire in there with the gifteds. Thank you. Thanks for gifting me a sub to my own fucking show. Appreciate that. Jesus Christ. That was only eight woos. Woo! -woo! There you go, Ronan. Was that enough? I thought I did 10. 
God damn it. Well, there's an, if I did 10, there's an extra two. If I did eight, there's 10. You're welcome. Fuck. I want a refund for that one. No, fuck you. <laughs> All right, you're right. You're right. I'll fuck. I'll just go to my PayPal real quick. I'll send you a quick little fiver. God damn it. Without Ronan, I'm not sure what we would do. Phenomenal accountability. He says, Halo VR 2024, I'm out. Oh, oh my God. Jesus Christ. No, I, I mean it. I, I truly fucking mean it. I, I know it sounds stupid when I say that I feel like our community is like a family because I, I obviously like the corporate sense that's terrible. You never want to be part of that situation, but I truly do mean it. I really do. I think you guys are amazing. I think you guys keep things civilized and respectful, not only in the chat, but the discord as well. You hold people accountable. Like it's, it's literally all I could ever ask for. Anytime there's an issue, we get it resolved very quickly. There's no, nothing bad about it. You know what I mean? So thank you so fucking much. Will. Yes, sir. That's all I got. So if you don't mind plugging the fucking show and Invisiblade, fuck no. Yeah, not happening. Um, Patreon. We had to make a change to the goat tier. We did. Um, I did have it up. Oh, that's right. It opened in Microsoft Edge for some reason. So thank thanks, you. Edge. Yeah. So we did have to do a goat tier revamp. Mm -hmm. um, for those that need to know why, there's an article on the Patreon for those who are involved. It's all there. But beginning January 1st, that's today. The GOAT tier will now include the following rewards. We have removed the Play With Pro Talk. We have added personalized end of the year thank you video. Added behind the scenes process video to come during 2024. So yes, that will eventually be out. Yes. At two months subscribed through 2024, you will receive a Patreon exclusive t-shirt, which we still need to design and get out there. Yes, we will. You'll get an added VIP badge in the Twitch chat, an added GOAT tag in Discord. Also, you get a little merch discount code. A little bit off if you're looking to get some merch. So that's what's coming to the GOAT tier in Patreon. Of course, at the Pro tier, you still get Pro Talk Plays as a monthly video that we do. Yes. And at the $5 tier, you get uh, Off the Rails episodes. That's an audio show. So you get a little extra content from us. If you want to get more bang for your buck over on Patreon, help us out and get some content as, as well. As, as, along with the normal show that normally happens. I'm losing my mind here. It's okay. And then uh, whatever, regardless of the tier that you subscribe to, you get um, like the previous tiers rewards as well. Yes, correct. So you will, if, you, if you sign up for the, the pro tier, then you will get everything in the semi-pro tier as well. Um, Smiley with the 10 month resub. There he is. You get a, whoa. Thank you so much, Smiley. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, plugs. plugs. Find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. Fucking anywhere. iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast. We should Not really reach out for them for that to be a fucking ad. Uh, join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Josh kind of talked about it before, but everything's great over there. It's where we hang out during the week where we bring up shit. Sports, IRL, it's all there. Go check it out. We really do. We bring up shit, man. It's 
all the shit. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash HDS Pro Talk, which will still lead you to us because X still uses twitter.com for some reason. Uh, Got to redirect. Yes. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're on TikTok for FFS, for fuck's sake. Uh, shorts going up over on TikTok, to all, thanks to the great all-in-one. Also on YouTube. We also have our VODs and old interview series on YouTube. If you want to go check out anything we've done in the past. Yes. And go to hdsproduct.com, but that'll send you to evolvedhalo.com. Your home for Halo. And you can find all of the fine things Podcast Evolved does over there. We're even on the website. And make sure to check out their great shows, such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Build with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Go check it out. Fuck yeah. Smiley says, hey, y'all, hope you had a great New Year's. I asked the girl I was dating to be my girlfriend. She said, yes, I'm happy. See, hey. people getting engaged, people getting boyfriends and girlfriends. Man, fucking love is in the air. Insane. Congratulations, Smiley. That's awesome. That's all I got, Josh. All right. Well, that's all I got. Therefore, that's all we got for episode 320 of HCS Pro Talk. To those that are tuning in live, thank you. You guys are amazing. Hope you enjoyed the show. To those that are checking out the VOD over on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast service, maybe it's Pocket Cast, maybe it's not. I don't fucking run your goddamn life. You pick. Thank you for doing so regardless. Hope you enjoyed the episode as well. Next week, we celebrate six years of this fucking thing. And hopefully, we celebrate with you. Have a fucking happy new year. We'll see you next week. But until then, Ronan... Ronin, hmm. better fucking be here. You made me fucking derail this shit one more time. I'm not going to do anything. We'll be back next week, but until then, bye-bye.